Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots, the podcast with me, Cassie Hubert, where we explore the seemingly random dots of life and yet how they do honestly connect to create a beautiful picture. We don't always know what we're creating, but I'm convinced that these dots are not as random as they seem. And so hi there, today's episode is No Set Outcomes how can you plan? (laughs) So something I have spent a lot of time thinking about in the last while, especially since being part of the Living Joyfully Network, where we talk about this kind of thing all the time in relation to our kids learning and growth and also the relationships we're having with them and our spouses. And it's something that I think is so applicable to almost every aspect of life, possibly every aspect of life having no set outcome in mind when you approach something. Now that's really tricky because when you're going, well, I want to build a business, maybe your set outcome in your mind is I'd like to make some money and successfully raise enough so I can buy a house. That is a very good goal to have and a good aim. And I suppose you could say it's an outcome that you do want to be set. But I would gently argue that perhaps holding that in our heads is definitely one thing but we might find that as we get closer to that goal actually the buying of our own house isn't the thing we really want it turns out to be we share with someone else or maybe we want a bigger house but actually it turns out that the reason we now have access to that is actually so that we can open our home to other people who knows it could be a whole bunch of things my point is not that you can't have a goal in mind But if we get too rigid about the idea of how it's going to pan out and exactly what it will look like, then I think we are in for both disappointment, frustration, and then when those challenges come up, we can feel the fear that comes from meaning that we're going off piste and we're not following the path and what if we don't stick to it and what if it takes us somewhere totally different and ah, I'm I'm failing. And yet, actually, in holding those ideas lightly, which I know I've mentioned in a previous episode, holding things lightly, there is something about not pinning down the idea of the exact set outcome, that the outcome can have an aim in mind, but perhaps it's not set as in in stone. It's quite hard to erase stone. I think if you've chiseled into stone, I'm no stonemason, but if you've chiseled something into stone, I can imagine that it's quite difficult to undo that you want to get it right. And I suppose if we're setting our ideas in stone, then there's very little margin of error because if something does go wrong, it's clearly wrong. So how does this apply to, say, a creative project? You have a brief or you have an idea. You know what you want it to be and you work towards it. Well, it's not that, say, you've been commissioned to paint the portrait of a wealthy businessman's daughter. Just because, you know, we clearly live in those centuries where oil painting is the general modus operandi. Yes, you want the painting to represent that woman that you're painting. This makes sense. So far, the brief is pretty clear. But I guess even within something as specific as that, if you are working on this and you spend time looking at your subject, you're paying attention to how the light falls. Maybe you had an idea of how it was going to look. But as you really lean in and pay attention to what's actually going on in front of you, you discover things. Maybe you realise that she's got a particular flush to her cheek. You realise that actually where you thought her face was one way, when you really pay attention, 
colours you may never have chosen before to use might actually be a surprising way of drawing out what's really a truthful representation of your subject. For example, maybe the woman doesn't have purple cheeks, but maybe more liberal use of purple might give that sense of those shadows and draw out the yellow in her complexion. Because, you know, purple and yellow, opposites on the colour wheel, contrasting colours, you know, there's ways of doing things. Now, I'm picking a random idea out of nowhere because, you know, I don't paint portraits because this is not my particular skill. However, when you look at some paintings, sometimes despite the fact that they're not a dead-on photographic representation, they bring the subject to life in a way that you would never have anticipated because it's not the obvious. It's like painting somebody's skin in bold yellows and blues. I mean, Picasso is a classic example. Yes, it's abstract. Yes, it's cubist and it's all over the place. But when he's painting his weeping woman, he's drawing out something that is so resonant with how that woman seems to be feeling that when you spend a bit of time, you get that sense of frustration and irritation and ugh, anxiety and, and pain and just overwhelm from the picture it's not a direct perfect photographic representation in oils but it's something that is iconic and the nature of an icon is that it takes you deep into something it's a window into something truthful which is why icons are used in religious art it's not that necessarily the picture itself is supposed to be hugely representational sometimes it is but very often the idea is that it's the window through which you dive into your subject and from there you are drawn into something truthful, beauty, pain, something transcendent that is way greater than the sum of its parts. It's way more than just canvas and paint. If you are working on a business, something I'm sort of in the processes of figuring out what it is I'm trying to do. You know, if you're in the process of building a business, yeah, you want your business to serve people. You want your business to make money because it needs to in order to function and survive. And you maybe want your business to grow to a, a certain point. And it's really helpful if you have in mind either a figure or a particular ideal or something you're aiming towards. But you see, if you were to stick rigidly to that one figure, then if you came under it, but you'd made massive progress, you would miss the joy because you hadn't reached the target you were aiming for. And equally, if you exceed your target, well, then you can find yourself going, oh, now what? Uh, I'm stuck. Because when we have an idea in mind of exactly how it's supposed to look, we can miss what's really there. And we miss the opportunity for total serendipitous discoveries. Sometimes it's a discovery of something we'd never have seen if we hadn't allowed ourselves to wander in a different angle, different direction, different way and, and find this stuff. I know I've mentioned it before, but I was deeply and profoundly challenged and encouraged and moved by Declan Donlan's book, The Actor and the Target. And I'll stick the link for that book in the show notes or the title at least and it's so good but he talks about you can concentrate or you can pay attention and I think there is such a profound difference in that you can concentrate which always feels to me like a kind of a squeezed focus with single-minded direction on it or you can pay attention which feels very open-handed if you're out and about walking and you're just looking for one thing you will miss a whole lot of other things but if you are present and attentive you have your hands open, which means you're free to receive something that maybe you weren't expecting. 
Suddenly a whole load of ideas, opportunities, discoveries are in front of you. And then when you use those and work those into your piece of work, you find that everything has transformed and has taken you in a whole other direction than you would have expected. And the work, the actual outcome when you finish is richer and more exciting and more interesting and has opened up a whole new vista of method and discovery and genius to you. When we are so focused on having exactly one outcome or if we do this and then we do that then it will mean this will happen or this won't happen whether it's with our kids if we get them to do the right things and teach them well and make sure they're not allowed to watch tv that much then they won't dive down the crazy rabbit hole of being as addicted to their phone as I am you know we assume that if I do this and then I do that because I'm aiming for that thing that it'll happen you could do all of that and it still won't necessarily happen You could do none of that and the thing you were hoping for might happen. Or we can choose to go, all right, who do I want to be in this situation? How do I want to move through the world? How do I want to approach my life, my creativity, my piece of work, my relationships, my goal in parenting of raising kids who can function successfully in the world without needing me every step of the way? Oh, hang on a minute. What if they still need me? Is that an outcome I'm hanging on to? Does it bear some interrogation? Because I think this is the other thing. So often we have an idea in our minds because we haven't really looked closely at whether they're even things we believe. And what would happen if they did turn out to still need us? Well, does that mean that we failed as a parent? Does that mean that they have failed as people? Does it mean that if they continually need help, in certain areas of their lives to move through it successfully that they are less than or we are when we look at it like that we go well hang on a minute I have two kids with additional needs one of them very possibly might specifically need quite a lot of help in his adulthood he might not it's all to play for at the moment he's he's young there's plenty of time and people sometimes say oh have you thought about the future and I'm like, well of course I've thought about the future of course I do you know I can think about how it might be but I don't know And so rather than working with a time frame of I've got to get it right by this point and if I get this in place and get that in place then he'll be able to function that way. I don't know. What if there is no one aim? What if we get out of the idea that we've got to have our kids totally self-sufficient by 18 or maybe not 18 but definitely by the time they're 23? Then they don't need us anymore as parents? I don't think that's true. Do I want that or do I want the relationship to be such that when they need me they come, when they need help they ask? knowing that I will provide whatever I can to support that? Do I want to be in a position where when I need help and I ask, even if the help I'm specifically looking for isn't available in the shape that I thought, that it might come in another way and that you'll do everything you can to support me? Do I want to only ever churn out paint by numbers when maybe there's an opportunity to make something that looks so different that I never thought I could do and maybe allows me to make something new? There's a scripture that says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And it's beautiful, the idea that God doesn't get stuck and tell us there's only one way to do it. I've done it once, this is how it goes, nothing new. The fact that human beings are creative means that there's always an opportunity for something different, something new. Yeah, there are particular patterns and there are particular structures and there are like laws of physics and things that do mean things tend to follow certain patterns certain geometric shapes because they make sense they work mathematically and practically but that doesn't mean 
you can't do something new with them. If I'm assuming that I have to make something happen in a particular way, then I'm putting myself in a position of pass-fail. And I just don't think that's true about life. I definitely don't think that's true about creativity. And even if it were, it's not a helpful way to make work. It's certainly not a helpful way to build our relationships. I'm very conscious that my little ones watch a hell of a lot of TV and we've totally given them that freedom. I didn't have anything like as much freedom when my eldest was as young. There was a certain amount, to be fair, there was quite a reasonable amount, but it's a process of realising that I can let go whilst being present that gives me more confidence in the choices they're making and their support network for when they have struggled with something. And I'm not talking about porn, like we put things on to protect them because I don't want them discovering that kind of thing. I'm not talking about something as big as that, but just content that maybe is a bit scary. I've noticed the way they each choose different programs and each of them have a different reaction to different sorts of things. I could go, they're only allowed to watch this kind of stuff and then, then they will never get scared. They'll never have anxiety. They'll never have bad dreams doesn't work like that because they could have bad dreams from something I would think was perfectly fine but might hit them at a nervy point and vice versa they could watch something really scary and for me that does not do it I don't like it but doesn't bother them when I have an outcome of the kind of person I am forming then I've fallen into the trap of control and fear over openness discovery and creativity and actually there is freedom to be found in being attentive rather than concentrated. How about you? Is this something you've considered? And where are there areas that maybe you could let go a little of the idea of a particular outcome to be open to the discoveries and the gifts that might be waiting for you? If you have enjoyed this podcast, then do head on over to Apple and leave me a review because it really helps people find it. And also, if you might be interested, I do a regular newsletter, I promise I don't spam you, with ideas, thoughts, stuff that you don't get anywhere else. So if this is something that interests you, head on over to my website, cassiehubert.com and sign up for that. You can also find the link in the show notes to my website. So wishing you a wonderful week full of creativity and courage and confidence as you connect those dots in your life. God bless. <laughs>